You are listening to A Deeper Dive. Hear about game-changing ocean projects and the incredible people making them happen. Good morning, everyone. I'm Melissa O'Rourke, the Innovation Ecosystem Program Manager at Canada's Ocean Supercluster. I'm super excited to be back in the host chair this week for a special takeover edition of our bi-weekly podcast called A Deeper Dive. We recently launched a new Ocean Leaders Impact Program call for proposals, focused on leadership talent and workforce development in the ocean, both now and in the future. This call for proposals is Canada-wide and focuses on developing new mentorship opportunities and building on the experienced talent pool in our ocean economy. In doing so, this will help fill the gaps we're seeing in the innovation ecosystem by investing in projects that forge new partnerships, build on existing talent resources, and foster creative solutions that support SMEs as they grow. So today, we felt like it would be timely not only to highlight this opportunity through this call, which is open for expressions of interest until July 28th, but also have a discussion around ocean talent and workforce development generally to understand the gaps and opportunities better. To do this, I am very pleased to be joined by Dr. Sherry Scully, Principal of SES Workforce Research and Consulting. Dr. Scully has been deeply involved in the ocean sector in Nova Scotia for the past eight years and has focused parts of her research on the workforce challenges faced by this fast developing sector. Dr. Scully, thanks so much for joining us. Good morning, Melissa. Thanks for having me. Can you tell us a little about yourself and about some of the research projects you've worked on around workforce development in the ocean sector? Absolutely. As you mentioned, I've been working in the marine industry for about uh, eight years now, um, doing a lot of research. Prior to that, I, I've worked in several other industries, primarily focusing on education, on change management, and on workforce development. It was interesting coming into this industry and, and uh, sort of bringing some of the experience that I'd had in other industries to this, and noticed some really interesting and unique challenges here with this particular industry. Some of the research that I had done when I was formerly executive director at COVE at the Center for Ocean Ventures and Entrepreneurship, did some research focusing on actually on youth perceptions and um, and attitudes regarding the marine industry. Because, you know, in looking at, at the challenge of, you know, how do we attract talent? I had to ask the question, why aren't people sort of naturally drawn to the industry? Why aren't people racing to this industry when we see that there's such a boom and such an opportunity? And that really presented some interesting insights into, into this lack of awareness of people had for the industry. And I, I wondered why that was and where what that stemmed from. Sort of in looking at, at young people, I realized, A, young people weren't being exposed to the industry. There wasn't a lot of ocean STEM being taught. They really they had a very low awareness of what the, the breadth and range of careers were available to them. They had some very dated and narrow notions of the marine industry, thinking it was commercial fishing or the Navy, and that was about it. And so I really sort of looked at what was feeding into that narrative and started asking, how can we change that narrative? So this research was something that I believe you worked on a few years ago. And uh, from what I understand, the narrative is starting to change. Can you talk about some of the things that you've seen that have worked that have started to really broaden the perception of the ocean industry for youth in particular? Yeah, one of the things I've really seen change actually is just the attitudes of employers regarding bringing youth into their organizations. For a long time, you know, there was a common agreement that yes, we need young people in the industry. Yeah, we need to, to build the pipeline from the bottom up. But at the same time, there was a reluctance to bring in new talent who didn't already have five years experience. And I was saying, you know, there needs to be an opportunity for them to gain that five years experience. And so we're seeing a lot more companies that are open to bringing in interns and co-op students to pairing them with mentors and to really 
being very strategic and very deliberate about how they, they transition knowledge and how they mentor young people and give them opportunities that they never would have had in the past. That's been really one of the biggest changes. And I think in doing so, we now have have champions out there who are, you know, doing some of that sort of marketing, so to speak, for us, who are out there talking about the experiences that they're having in the marine industry. And we are seeing other talent who never really would have considered the marine industry reaching out to us and saying, you know, I'd, I'd like to give this a shot and finding new and different ways to enter the industry as well. So thinking about industry, are there any things that ocean companies out there can do to best engage with youth and better engage with the youth that are already interested? I think what young people are looking for from employers has changed over the years and they're holding employers accountable for for diversity, for hiring in in really strategic and and deliberate ways. And so, you know, young people are, are, of course, money is always a a big consideration, but they're looking for balance in their work and life. They're looking for employers that are interested in committing themselves to their training and development, who are willing to take them on, train them in-house to pair them with mentors. They're looking for really the full package. And so employers who are really serious about bringing in young talent, you know, they need to they need to get out there and, and talk about what their company offers for young people, um, not just the job itself, but in terms of what their organization stands for and what their organization is looking for and where they're going in the future. We can say that's always been important, but I think that's more important now because everyone is competing for the same great talent and we need to really stand out. Thinking more broadly about the, the ocean workforce as a whole, do you think there are unique challenges that ocean companies are facing just generally when attracting talent? Yeah, you know, I mean, we're still living with the legacy of, of having some very dated hiring and recruiting policies or having no policies at all. And so, you know, in, in many organizations, they, they still have quite a homogenous workforce. And so, you know, when we're looking at, at diverse talent, they're looking at these organizations and not seeing themselves represented there yet. So, you know, we will continue to live with that, the challenge of that legacy for a little while until we we make um, some changes and, and until we start to see a broader range of talent um, represented. That takes a little while. Um, it takes longer if organizations don't um, establish some deliberate strategies for doing so. I think we're seeing some, some companies who are really taking this opportunity as they build out um, their workforce um, to do that in, in big numbers right now. So Sherry, thinking about some of the barriers and you know this diversity conversation that is increasing within our ocean economy, Do you think there are particular barriers that are faced by both employers and potential employees when it comes to developing our workforce? That's an interesting question. I, you know, I think one of the barriers we still have is really, is really just um, um, this expectation around, around how you enter into the industry Um, that for so long there was really you know only a very traditional pathway into the industry that you went through you know through the navy or you went through a very traditional stem pathway and so you know even now people are thinking well if i haven't if i didn't start out my career that way then how do i find a way in and uh, you know employers will say you know i'm open to different talent but but still looking at resumes they're still filtering and screening for that initial stem pathway in So one of the focuses of this call is on attracting senior leadership talent and and folks with advanced technical competencies, whether those are engineers, technicians, software developers. From your research and experience in your field, what sort of challenges would you say ocean companies are facing when recruiting this type of talent? 
Yeah, the biggest challenge they're facing is simply going to be competition for that talent because those senior those senior people who do have deep technical expertise and also are in a position for for knowledge transfer to you know newer employees and newer newer people in the organizations they are highly coveted and highly valued and every organization is looking for them because so many of those skills are also highly transferable and so you know the people who who have those skills in this industry they are also being chased after um, in in other sort of parallel industries as well you know really it is it's it's about it's a recruiting challenge it's about communicating what the benefits are of, of participating in this particular industry and in still building the trust that this is an industry worth investing in and with investing you know your career time in it, you know and it, it seems obvious that that you know the blue economy that the marine industry is a place that's got lots of uh, lots of potential but you know, we again, we're still living with a legacy, at least out here on the East Coast of a, of a boom bust industry that for many, many years had booms and then had long periods of bust where people just said, you know, this is not a, not an industry that I have confidence in. I'll, I'll, I'll look to a different one. Um, and so trying to trying to build the confidence that this is a place worth investing in, um, that this is a, an industry where people can live long careers in and and it's worthwhile. Um, that's going to take a, that's going to take a little while to change mindsets on that. One of the things we know that Ocean Supercluster companies are doing to address the talent gap for for senior leadership is transitioning current employees into more senior roles. Is this something that you've had experience with and something that, you know, folks, certain companies are doing particularly well? Any advice on that? Well, that, you know, that's interesting because, you know, it's it's about building up a, a talent pipeline. And for so long, when when organizations, they weren't growing as quickly as they are now, um, there wasn't or, or they they um, they simply weren't investing in talent um, in a really deliberate way, there wasn't that that natural kind of cultivation and that natural succession um, uh, happening. And so now we've got you know a small number of people with highly highly you know high demand skills, and um, and then trying to move people into those and into those senior roles without having had the experience. Um, or the time to develop that that kind of expertise that they need. You know, that's it's important. It needs to be done, but at the same time, that's a dangerous a dangerous thing to do. Um, and so, how do you get around that? Well, you get really, really deliberate about about succession planning. You um, you you do need to hire sometimes internationally to bring in some of that very senior talent to assist with. The, the the knowledge transfer to to bolster the organization in the meantime while you do spend time developing um, your talent in-house but also resisting the temptation to kind of move people into senior roles before they're ready um, because expertise is a is a function of you know technical skill and experience and you know we can spend more time training people and helping them to develop that that technical skill um, but experience is something that really only happens over time and with ex exposure to new and novel situations and um, you know we do have to be careful about not rushing that particular part of that expertise equation it's definitely an interesting uh, observation and it, it's also interesting when you think about the fact as well that some larger companies have the resources to do this they have the the resources for strategic workforce development but not all SMEs do uh, and so when they're starting to go down this path of you know expanding their workforce to grow but not necessarily having all of the resources for it 
Is there a way that they can do that effectively while staying lean? You have to dig deep and and be willing to invest in, you know, one or two key essential players if you are a very small organization and and but just really carve out their role for cultivating the other talent within your organization. You have to commit to that. And that's a hard thing for SMEs to do, I think. But to to recognize the future benefit of doing that, you know, that takes some insight and it needs to be done. Final question for you today. Do you have any advice? For someone who's looking to start a career in oceans or uh, professionals who are looking to change careers and start their new career in oceans. Yeah, I mean, my advice to them is is definitely consider it because there is such a broad range of skills um, that that do transfer into this industry. And they're not all sort of just the traditional skills that we think about when we think about the ocean. There are many pathways into this industry now. There are many ways to upskill. Um, there are many ways to get involved. This industry will only benefit by, by having those people who bring very different expertise and very different experience and very different skill sets into it. You know, that's how it's going to grow and evolve and keep a pace of, of, you know, the rest of the global blue economy. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Melissa. Today, we were talking to Dr. Sherry Stelly of SES Workforce Research and Consulting about a topic that is near and dear to my work, workforce development and talent in Canada's ocean economy. I mentioned at the start of today's podcast that the Ocean Supercluster has launched a new call for proposals called the Ocean Leaders Impact Program, focused exactly on this topic. In addition to finding more information on our website at oceansupercluster.ca, we will also be holding a webinar on the call coming up on July 15th at 2 p.m. Registration information will be made available across our social media channels and on our member portal, as well as the website. Thank you to our listeners for joining this special edition of A Deeper Dive podcast. That wraps up A Deeper Dive for this week. I invite you to join us back here in two weeks for the next podcast. Thanks everyone and stay safe.